Welcome to How to Get a Job College Student Edition, the podcast for first-generation and minority college students. Each episode will feature topics such as highlights from students who have completed the Mastering College to Career Mentoring Program, networking opportunities, and unique insights from industry thought leaders. So if you're looking for your guide to success, you're in the right place. All right, welcome, welcome to the podcast on how to get a job college student edition podcast and today I have an amazing 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 guest today I have a career strategist and founder of Wiseful Reno Perry Reno man how is it going Daniel what's going on thanks for having me I'm really excited to chat with you and, and the crew and everybody listening in I uh, know I'm excited I've been following your content for some time I know that we kind of met through LinkedIn and if you are yeah. on LinkedIn and you are not following Reno I'm telling you right now um, if you're listening to this on your phone, get on LinkedIn, follow, follow Reno Perry right now. His content is just amazing. And, and what, what I really liked, how you, you're very innovative on the type of content. I know that a lot of the career coaches like myself, we're posting a lot of the same things, but I think you, the perspective on how you post about it, it you come with a different perspective that really makes you think and allows you to be like, all right, that makes sense. This is why I should do it this way. And I, I really appreciate that about you, but uh, Reno, man, appreciate tell us that. a little bit more about you. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, Daniel. Um, well, again, thanks. Thanks for having me, everybody. And would, would definitely love to have people engage with some of my content on LinkedIn. I think uh, one of the favorite parts about LinkedIn when I do post something are people who have questions in the comments or bring up even some of the real world situations they're going through and, and I can help through that. So quick plug there, but uh, in addition to posting content on LinkedIn, so I'm the founder and CEO of a company called Wiseful, uh, and we're a career advancement platform that really aims to help people that are early to mid-career talent get connected to the right people at the companies that they're interested in. Um, and our goal, like uh, yours as well, uh, Daniel, I would imagine, is how, how can we take you from your job search to the offer stage at one of your dream companies? And a lot of the content and the work that I do uh, is really dedicated to, to helping people do that. Yeah, love it. Um, one of the things that me and you talk a lot about, maybe we can start the conversation here. And, and just for all of you listening yeah. to this, we don't have a particular topic when we're recording this. Um, I just enjoy Reno's content so much. And I, I, I we align so much about it that we just decided to make this a conversation. Uh, we do have kind of like a little bit of outline, but uh, just know that this is just a lot of the type of content that you can see just if you, if you are on LinkedIn a little bit more and you follow us. Um, but one of the things that you, you share a lot is unconventional networking strategies. And first of all, let's start with why is it important for job seekers to add networking as part of their strategy period before we go into unconventional networking strategies? Yeah, good, good question. I mean, you, you, you probably posted some of this content before. Um, quite simply, networking works. Yeah. And there's a lot of data out there to indicate that I think there was a stat, even LinkedIn published that up to 85% of jobs are filled through some form of networking. Um, there's another stat that LinkedIn published uh, about a year, a couple of years ago, and uh, they actually track people who switch jobs on the platform. It's one of the ways they, they build their data set. And they found that uh, over 70% of people who started a new job had connections to the company that they landed that job at. So, you know, connections pay, networking pays, and it's a really important part of the job search that can help you go from 
rejection to to getting an offer uh, in a way that uh, of just applying to a job online will will not have. I think we've everybody has probably experienced the uh, applying to a job and getting a rejection letter, maybe applying to many jobs. In my case, when I was a student, I was applying hundreds of jobs and I wasn't getting anywhere. And so that was really something that I experienced, but that I know a lot of people experience and, and networking is one of the great remedies for, for that, for sure. Yeah. I just, one of the things I've been really talking a lot about is how visibility is actually more important than ability. Yes. Like, yes. I am not saying that your education didn't matter. I'm not saying that going after GPA didn't, doesn't matter. I am just saying that if you could, you could be the best, most qualified candidate out there, but if the companies don't know that you exist, you're going to, someone that has less experience than you, maybe is less qualified than you will get the job. And I think that the reason why you need to make sure that you're networking is for that visibility piece. It's, it just allows the recruiters, the hiring managers, the people that work at the company that you want to work for to, to find you more than if you just applied online and you're just one of hundreds of, of candidates that submitted their application. Yeah, hundred percent. Visibility is extremely important. Um, I, there's actually another career strategist that uh, I, I follow on LinkedIn, and I think she she phrased it this way: "Is uh, being different is better than being better," uh, in a way, uh, because it it really does st- make you stand out in the process. If if you're different, if you're creating that visibility for yourself and promoting what value you have, if you like you said, you can be the best candidate out there, you can have the highest qualifications, but if nobody knows that, then the person who is actually making the effort going out there promoting themselves, they're going to end up with the job, right? And so I think that's why exactly what you're talking about is is super important. So if I'm a student, I'm a job seeker. I, you know, I come from a non-traditional background. To be honest, I don't really have a lot of connections. My parents, I work for a Fortune 500 company, but they work in an hourly job, right? I don't have a neighbor that can say, hey, Daniel, you should apply. You know, I'll, I'll talk to my HR person to get you to the interview. Like, we just don't have those connections, right? How do you suggest I start? Yeah, good question. And you know, I came from a similar background. Um, both both my parents didn't didn't go to college. I'm first generation. You know, they were working hourly jobs, and I, I went through the same process of okay, where do I even start? Because I, I, you know, I see peers and other friends of mine were getting jobs at these awesome companies because their parents or family members or friends worked in these positions of power. Uh, and I didn't have any of that. So one of the things that I did, uh, my first internship I actually got in college was at the US Department of Commerce it was one of the coolest jobs that I was able to get. And I landed that through networking on LinkedIn. And I found somebody who was in a student organization that I was a part of many, many years ago. I mean, this person graduated from um, the school I went to 20 years prior, believe mm-hmm. it or not. And I had noticed he was in the same student organization I was in. I reached out for a couple conversations. Uh, they were really interested in helping students and had an affinity for that organization. So they were willing to talk to me. And that led to me getting the interview process and they advocated me advocated for me uh, the whole way. And that was that was an easy way just using uh, LinkedIn's alumni tool uh, to find those people. I'm sure, I don't know if you talked about that, other people may have used it, but it really is an underrated resource that helped got me my first, legit. I call it legitimate internship uh, in college. And then even after that, really connecting with people that interest you, 
at the companies you're interested in working at. And, you know, we keep, LinkedIn is going to be a theme that we bring up a lot, but it's one of the ways that you can scale your networking efforts without having to go to in-person events or meeting with somebody one-on-one. -on -one. Comment on people's posts. Uh, invest time in following people like hiring managers or recruiters at top companies. A lot of recruiters, a lot of hiring managers are trying to build a brand for themselves and, and you can piggyback off of their, their, uh, uh, them wanting to do that by inserting yourself into the conversation, commenting on their posts, asking insightful questions. You may think it doesn't matter, but it really does. And those people are going to be more inclined to talk to you if you start creating that kind of visibility for yourself. Yeah, when it, I, I am like you believe that LinkedIn is an amazing tool for any job seeker. And it, it, I, I don't remember where I read this or who shared it, but less than half of college students in America actually have a LinkedIn, right? Ooh, and, wow. it, it, it's, it's so, and then less than 2% of people, just any, all just general create content on LinkedIn. So when I think about if you are a job college student who is looking for a job and you just are on LinkedIn, you're already beating half of the students and then you create content, you're like in the top 99%. And that's not somebody just creating content. It's not saying post on every single day, right? And I think LinkedIn is an amazing tool to get you visibility. And when I think about how you get visibility, I think about just a three-step process, right? Uh, step number one, I think that you need to create a profile that converts, right? Utilizing your LinkedIn profile as a student, as your like digital resume, right? That kind of talks about what you've done and how, uh, and maybe even make it as specific as possible to the job that you want. So if I am a mechanical engineer and I want to go work at in, the, in the automobile industry, maybe put in my banner, put, you know, a lot of the uh, like cars or automobile or, or some of the, the things that I'll be working on, just be a little bit more specific. So once I have my profile, right, the second thing that I would be focusing on is finding, to your point, hiring managers that are looking to build a brand, recruiters that work for the Teslas, the, uh, yeah. the Fords, the General Motors, the Toyotas, right, um, that are mechanical engineers that actually do the job that I want, right, um, because they're more... Yeah. They're, they're going to be more involved in this in this hiring process. And if they engage, I mean, if they post, engage in their posts. Because what happens, especially when uh, it's someone that doesn't get a lot of comments, um, and I would tell you this would apply to 99.9% .9 of all content on LinkedIn, that has, if, it, if, if a post has less, and I, I would just make an assumption here, less than 50 comments, I am willing to bet that the person who wrote it will read every single comment. 100%. Right. And yeah. what happens is if, and I don't know if you do this, but I, 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 I do this a lot, right? If I see someone, and this is in the post that I don't get a lot of engagement in, that I don't know, the first, and they, they leave a meaningful comment, not like, hey, great post, but actually adds value to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The first thing I do before I even reply is who is this person? And I check out their profile. Now, that right there got you so much visibility. And then the third thing you can do to get your visibility is then create content yourself yeah. that then will allow you to see people to say, hey, who is this? Because the beautiful thing about LinkedIn is not only your first connection see it, but your second and potentially your third connections can see it. But what advice do you have on, on getting visibility on LinkedIn on top of kind of what we discussed? Yeah, that's, that's a, I mean, that's an excellent point, right? To, to, you brought up a good point. How do you identify the right people in the field of interest that you have? Yeah. So you brought the point of, if you're trying to get a mechanical engineering, who are the mechanical engineers who work at Tesla? 
who's the director of mechanical engineering, right? That person's most likely the hiring manager or oversees the organization. Um, so that's one. The, the other thing to consider is uh, uh, the comments are an excellent way to get visibility because like you said, it, it, not just less than 50 comments. I actually find that 50 comments is probably a lot more than most yeah. of these hiring managers get. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and, and this is the crazy thing is, uh, you know, Elon Musk can post something and he's going to get thousands of comments, yeah. right? Uh, but you're not working directly for Elon Musk, you're working for the manager of mechanical engineering. And if that person's active on LinkedIn, I guarantee you, they're only going to get a handful of comments, maybe zero on some post. So just the fact that you can come in and comment, they're immediately going to know who you are. And so that's, I think, a really underrated part of commenting is that people will know who you are. They're not going to forget if you do it consistently because most hiring managers, most executives I see, uh, they don't, they barely get engagement on their posts. They don't. And, and, and if they're trying to build their brand, they understand the importance of that engagement. And so they're going to actually want to cultivate that relationship with you because they know that they want that, that incur like you to continue to engage. And, um, and so I think that's really, really, really smart. So now, okay. So we, we did it. You, you, you know, yeah. Reno, we got it. We, they, they've viewed our profile. So I know that they know our profile. Yeah. What do I do now? man? Yeah. So, well, well, my approach could be, there's, there's a couple of things you can do is you can immediately go message them in the inbox and say, Hey, it's me. It's me, Reno. I posted on your comment. Um, do you have 30 minutes, by the way, I'm really interested in working at Tesla and that might work. A lot of times I think it, the person's still not really going to know who you are. There's not a lot of trust established there. Um, so I, I think that's hit or miss. But what I would say to somebody is that you have to continue to do that with these people. Yep. So you need to treat it like clockwork. If you can consistently apply to jobs online every week, then you can consistently add this into your regimen where you're commenting on people's posts. Yep. It takes less time. But over time, you're building trust with the person. So maybe it's several weeks or several months that put you in a position to make the ask. That's typically when I would say after you've done it a few times to then go in and make the ask of, hey, by the way, I've really followed your content. I enjoyed some of the insights you've been putting out. Um, I'm also a student that's graduating in May. I'm interested in mechanical engineering opportunities. I wanted to see if you might have a few minutes to chat about potential opportunities at Tesla. Yep. Yeah, I, I think is people don't care until they realize that you care, right? It's just part of like this human behavior. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I, I think that's a big mistake that uh, job seekers make when they are networking on LinkedIn, right? It's the straight ass like, hey, Reno, uh, my name is Daniel. I'm a marketing student at the University of Central Florida. Here's my resume. Now, go ahead, Reno. Just now I need you to take care of me. Like, no, that's not going to work that way. Um, and so I do think that as you comment more and you deposit more, that that's going to help. Um, what I found, and, and, and so like, uh, you know, as I work with my clients, I've created like a, a five-step process um, to go from a complete stranger to a referral. And, and this, there's past episodes of, if, if, that we go into detail. And I think in the last 10 episodes, I think I did an episode on it. But just to quickly go, like one of the best ways to start a conversation um, is commonality, right? The more you yeah. have in common with this person, and you mentioned this earlier, we're using that alumni feature, right? That's an easy commonality. Now, the more in common, the better. So Reno, you went to the University of Miami in Ohio, uh, right? But yeah, yeah. how many, probably tens of thousands of individuals go to this school? Now, if I were to say, 
I went, I also went to the university of my, or Miami university, but then you said farmer's school of business. I'm like looking at your profile right now that makes the pool even smaller. Now, if yeah. I go down to your LinkedIn and realize that, um, you were involved in that, in a fraternity, right? Yeah. And I was in the same fraternity and that you're the president of that fraternity that, and I was maybe at a different time, but now I'm maybe even the president or even a VP of pledge, uh, pledge education or whatever it is. Now yeah. the odds of you replying just dramatically increase every, for every layer there is. And I don't 100%. know that many people take the time to find those commonalities. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. And to go back to my early example of yeah. how I got that internship at the uh, Department of Commerce, that alumnus was somebody who was in the same fraternity I was in. So, uh, you know, I really narrowed it down to say, okay, you know, you're right. Hey, somebody who went to the same school, great. Not really, you know, some people aren't good. That's not going to be meaningful to them. You know, they may want to help you out, but a lot of people would be like, hey, 100,000 people go to that school every year. It's like, uh, congratulations. But, you know, a fraternity, right, a sorority, a business fraternity, or maybe it's a sporting uh, organization that you're a part of, that is a more close-knit group that somebody has that uh, a strong affinity for, especially if they were involved in that for multiple years at their, their uh, at school, um, they're going to be more willing to have that conversation and help you out. So that's a good point you brought up for sure. Yeah. And I think you, you can also do a favor by you posting those things on your LinkedIn so that when people search it, they might find the comment. Like I, I, I was in a business fraternity and I don't know why it, it, I want to kind of help my brothers a little bit more, right? Like if, if I get a message yeah. from someone on LinkedIn that I just saw, it was like, they literally put their brother number. Now that I don't, it doesn't even matter to me what brother number you are, but it's just kind of like a way to prove that he they're in the organization. I kind of want to go a little bit more above and beyond it. And I don't know why that is. Um, I think the smaller the circle, um, it is like, I, I think about this a lot. Um, I, I'm from Colombia, And if I'm in Colombia, I don't care that you're from Colombia because everybody else pretty much in this country is from Colombia. Now, yeah. I don't know why if someone's from Colombia and they kind of message me in America, I, I kind of want to help more because they're from the same country that, than I am. And it's even works in the United States. Like I, I think about um, you're an American in America. Doesn't it, 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 In America, you say the state, oh, I'm from Illinois. Oh, I'm from Florida. I'm from Chicago or not from, from New York. Right. But then, yeah. yeah. So I just think about finding those commonalities. It just becomes uh, just a really easier way to just start the conversation and try to get people to want to, you know, talk to you more because the more you get to talk to them, the more you're able to communicate the value that you bring to the table. Oh, that's a, that's a hundred percent. And in the way I like to think about uh, what you just explained is it, it really comes down to community yeah, and helping people out. And that, that doesn't necessarily like, we're not even talking just about LinkedIn, but we're talking about school. It could be a Slack community. It could be an in-person group that you're, you go to, or you're a part of, like it's a close knit circle. And I always like to say that, when you're part of a community with similar and shared interests, it's like skipping the line when it comes to networking. Yes. Because exactly what you just described, you're more willing to help people that are in that community because there's more trust. There's more shared interests than just being abroad. Hey, I went to this school or Hey, I'm from this country. Yeah. And there are so many communities, whether it's at school, tap into the organizations you're in. Maybe it's a, you know, a, an online group that, meets every week or is just active in a slack or discord group 
you know, those are the people that can help you skip the line and get to, to where you need to go faster. Uh, yeah. And what I've seen. I'll be interested to know why that is. Like, I've been thinking about that a lot because I'm like, why is it that I want to help? A, let's say someone that went to Delta was a part of Delta Sigma Pi, my business fraternity, more than someone that was not in Delta Sigma Pi at the same university. And I, and and this is my theory. And I, you know, I'm not I'm not an expert in figuring out this community part, but um, I think is because it's, it's a selfish reason. I think is because it validates my like I'm associated with that brand. So if I can help them be successful, the brand overall becomes more successful. Therefore, my relationship with the parent is better or if or the university because if i can help someone from this university get for my old alma mater get a job at say at google and then more people from my university get or working at google does it make my degree more valuable in the long term like i think about it and i think it's because of selfish reasons but i i would be curious to know what you think about this yeah i mean i think a lot of the the reason you get that kind of success from groups or communities uh, boils down to a lot of human psychology. Uh, I mean, you you explain one component of that, but yeah. just generally speaking, people want to be in a tribe. They want to yeah. feel included. Um, people want to be part of a group. They they uh, a lot of that's due to their identity. So they look at joining groups as part of an identity. Yeah. Um, and and people, you know, this is just to get back to people want to feel needed. They want to feel like they're helping somebody. Uh, you get value from that, but people actually get value from that too. If they know that you went and they helped you get an interview or they helped you get a job, there's an altruistic part of people that goes, man, that really feels good. I enjoyed helping that student and, and they get a win out of it too. So it's not only you asking that person for time. You're not the only person benefiting. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are, are happening in human psychology that you can use to your advantage. That's why those groups are so advantageous to, to people. Yeah. What other advice um, do you have on unconventional networking metrics before we kind of move on to a different uh, topic? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, there's there's another uh, way that people can um, groups is a, is another one of those. I would just encourage people to uh, try to join groups. Online groups have exploded in the last eighteen months. Um, one example, I think, uh, if you're trying to get into product management, there's a Slack group called Product Buds. That's been really helpful. I know that a lot of students are in that and they've had a lot of free events and resources and people have connected that way. That's one example. Mm -hmm. um, another way in terms of networking would be to utilize video. I don't think enough people utilize video. And what I mean by that is using video to send to uh, maybe a video introduction of yourself to somebody you send through LinkedIn, or maybe you email a video introduction uh, via email to somebody you're trying to get a conversation yeah. with. Um, you'll stand out immediately because nobody's doing it. So that's yep. another way I've seen a lot of success. Uh, I've had candidates that do that. They've sent a quick 60 second or less introduction about here's who I am uh, through using a tool called Loom. Yeah, It's free. I use Loom all the time. Mm -hmm. And I've had so many stories of hiring managers like, that's so creative. Like no one's ever sent that to me right to the top of the pile. Yep. Um, so that's one way I've seen that's worked really well. That not only people are utilizing um and and i would say even around the holidays use that to your advantage i don't know that a lot of people do this either but if there's people you're trying to network with or that have really helped you um write them a holiday card yeah love it. it no one's doing that either so it's a lot of this is is comes down to you know what can you do that 99 percent of people aren't willing to do 
to get in front of the right people, to get in front of the right companies. And these are just a few things that I've seen candidates deploy that have worked really well for them to get interviews and ultimately offers. I think those are those are brilliant. I, I love Loom. I use a tool called BombBomb. And the only reason I use it is because it's very similar to Loom, but yeah, it does the same feature. And one of the things that, oh, cool. um, that I thought was really great from the from BombBomb is that it creates a kind of like a GIF so that it actually shows the first three seconds of the video. So if I were to just put hi Reno in, in letters, that person that gets the message automatically will then see the, their name and know that this is not like- Yeah, uh, massive, that's not a generic video. Like it's not a generic email. And, I, it, and again, but it, it, saves, it, it serves the same purpose of like you standing outside the box. I love the idea of like communities um, that are more specific to the industries or the careers that you're trying to follow. I even think about- um, so SHRM is a, a society yeah, sure. for human resource managers, right? Um, so if you want to go into HR, odds are there's a local chapter near you. Now, these oh, chapters, yeah. and again, this is something you can implement with any type of organization, whether it's an established like local chapters in-person meetings, or there is a Discord channel or a Slack channel, or yeah. even a community on Facebook about it, right? But it, I think it works the same way. Um, if you're a job seeker, go there, right? Like what better way to go into HR than to go there? Now, uh, what I would advise is not just go there and be a seat warmer, go there. And I wouldn't tell you even to go there early, go there early, go 30 minutes early and find the organizer and say, Hey, how can I help you set up? Right. Cause the yeah. odds are they might help you have you move some chairs around. And even if you can volunteer to help with the check-in, because that way you get to meet every single person that walks in and you get to know their name and where they work. Um, and also you're adding value to the organizer who then knows pretty much everybody there who can then make a warmer introduction than a, you cold meeting someone. Um, and yeah. I, I think that is like a really ninja trick that uh, not many people utilizes utilize. And that's just like literally just going to add value or you can even do this in a digital way because a lot of the events that people do just promote it go to the organizer say hey can i other than helping you promote it which i'm going to share on my linkedin profile what other ways can i add value to you yeah they're you'll blow their mind yeah no one's doing that yep so there's yeah there's i mean there's there's a lot of stuff you can do to stand out it's just are are you willing to go that extra step yeah um, amazing um reno what are some of the end of the year job search tips that you can share with the audience? Yeah, I think one of the things I always like to tell people at the end of the year is there, there's been a lot of, uh, I think, chatter that people talk about. It's like uh, around, is it really a good time to continue to search for a job? Do things kind of slow down a little bit? Am I bothering people by reaching out to them if it's the end of the year, right? So it's not just about interviewing, but networking, does that stop? And in my experience, that is true sometimes, but that should not discourage you from continuing your job search, continuing your networking efforts, yeah. um, because there's a ton of companies out there that need to fill open roles by the end of the year. And I say this to people every year, but this is especially a unique year where most companies I know are pretty behind on hiring targets. Yeah. And they're going to be working up until the last day before Christmas Eve. Uh, trust me. So you know, even if there is a slowdown, some companies say, hey, things are a little bit slow. That shouldn't be a signal for you to also take some take a break. I think continue to power through, continue to have those conversations, because even if something pushes to next year, 
um, people are gonna are, are gonna remember that you had those conversations with them. People are gonna remember that you were in the process and it puts you in a much better position if they do pick things up. So I think first and foremost, just don't don't use the holidays as, as an excuse to to pull back off the gas. Yes, of course, you know, spend some time with your family and, and your friends, but um, it should not be a time where you're just taking a pause. Yeah, completely. I would even, you know, say add to that, even say that I actually think like as companies are getting ready. And so like, I think about corporate, like Q4 really is all about planning for 20 for the next year. Right. And so a lot of that planning goes down and a lot of the goals that companies have, you need the people to execute those. So like, if I am a company and we're growing 10% and we want to make sure that we're growing uh, 10, 15% next year. Well, a lot of that you're going to require the right people in place, whether it is sales team to be able to sell more or whether that is uh, if you, you have an operational goal, you need the people to execute that. You're going to need people. Now, that might mean that you might not start into the new year, but at least that the interview process is going down this year because you want them to start as early as possible next year. Um, and But I much rather have a job offer lined up, maybe get it second week of December. And be able to yeah. enjoy the last two weeks knowing that I have a great job lined up. Then say, hey, I'm just going to enjoy with the holidays and then wait until January 1st to get a job, knowing that that is like a flood of applicants of people who want a new year resolution, who want to get yeah. in shape or want a new career. This is the yeah. time because the interviewing is going on right now. Um, and so I just think you need to be focusing on it. Maybe take the week between Christmas and if you celebrate Christmas, Christmas and New Year's off. I think a lot of traditionally speaking, that's a lot of t- like that, that that week might be dead, but the whole month of December is definitely not dead. No, 100 percent. I mean, it's it's going to be crazy for, you know, th- that that last first two weeks of December, first few weeks of December, because it is that de- a lot of times that is a dead week between Christmas and New Year's. But there's a lot of action that's going to happen in December. Yeah. And so you should be taking now time to position yourself to get into the interview process, get the process started yeah. uh, be, so that you can take advantage of that for sure. Absolutely. Rita, tell us a little bit more about what you do at Weissful and Nextplate um, and how you work with job seekers. Yeah, for sure. So, so my company, Weissful, I alluded to earlier. Um, we're a platform that a lot connects job seekers to insiders at top tech companies so that they can get one-on-one coaching, interview prep, um, connections to other people within those companies. So that was, uh, one thing that I've done. We've helped hundreds of people land jobs at some top tech companies like Google, Amazon, and Facebook. Um, I started that company in the midst of the, the pandemic, actually, when I noticed one of the big problems was, uh, people, just didn't have connections, especially people from non-traditional backgrounds like me. That was something I've always wanted and and didn't have. So I wanted to create a platform to streamline that for people. So um, that's something I'm working on currently. And then uh, next play you brought up is another project that I've been really passionate about is um, helping reskill people to enter careers in tech sales or software as a service companies. Um, and that's what next play does. So we'll take people that uh, could be recent grads, it could be somebody who works in hospitality, it could be somebody who works in healthcare, maybe a teacher, and take them through our program about 10 weeks to learn all the foundational skills in terms of how to do tech sales. They'll get hands-on experience with the tools. They'll meet mentors and people that work in the industry. Uh, and then at the end of the 10 weeks, we'll place them into um, these, these 
fast growing companies or big tech companies and tech sales roles to get their new career started in, in that industry. Um, so that's another passion project of mine that uh, I've been spending some time on and really excited about how both of those uh, have some crossover and just helping people from non-traditional backgrounds get into these uh, lucrative careers. Yeah, I would tell you, I've been following you, Reno, for a long time. So um, your content is great. Your advice is great. And, and definitely check them out. I want to share a link to your LinkedIn in the show notes. But if you just search Reno Perry in LinkedIn search bar, it's going to come out. Um, and, you know, again, thank you so much um, for, for coming yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, no, thank you, Daniel. Yeah, I look forward to connecting with some of you folks on LinkedIn. Appreciate it. Thanks, Reno. For everybody else, catch you guys on the next episode. You've been listening to How to Get a Job College Student Edition. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. And if you use Spotify, go ahead and give us a follow so you'll be notified whenever we upload. Until the next time, catch you guys on the next episode.